This podcast tells the stories behind the craft breweries across the country. I'm Erica. Matt. And sound guy Ryan. And you're listening to an episode of Brewers. Welcome back, guys. Another episode Whoa. of Brew Roots at a social distance. Yo, Erica, you just did that right. That was great. Nailed it. You nailed, nailed it. it. Nailed it. Matt, you're being replaced. <laughs> That's perfect. That was the best intro we've done in a while. Hey, thanks. Yeah. So what have you guys been up to? Uh, well, I had a lot of fun listening to our Moonlight Meadery episode again. You betcha. Um, I did that um, on my way back from work today. It was cool. Nice. I uh, enjoyed my last can of Moonlight Meadery mead. Uh, and if you asked me what it was, I can't tell you because I did a lot of drinking last weekend. Solid. Solid. But it was good. It was good. Those are heavy. I mean, that was that put me over the edge. I had the Raz... Oh, razzmatazz yeah. or something like that re- yeah uh, it was good it was solid i definitely could use some more of those kind of drinks right now yeah it's nice to change it up from beer That's yeah cool. that that was he considered that to be his session mead yeah <laughs> session <laughs> mead. i exactly. thought that was so funny how he said that yeah um who do we have on deck this week we got neil from gilded skull brewing that's awesome and we found out about gilded skull because our friends the mass brew bros uh did an article last february talking about a kickstarter yeah um so that we're talking february 2019 whoa a full like back in the good old days no quarantine no masks a full like <laughs> 16 months ago um and if you go back we're gonna have that link in the doobly do below uh, I, I encourage you guys to read that article from february and then read their follow-up one from last week um it gets you really prepared for this episode. Not that we're like, do your homework for this episode, but it, it seriously gets... Uh, yeah, some, some good insight. Good info yeah. for and sure. That's not to mention like all the other great info that you know um, Bob and Rob from Mass Brew Bros are pushing out weekly, daily. So. Yeah, so check them out. Follow them. There's a lot of cool things happening this week, though. Oh, uh, yeah? You'll find out in this episode, but I'll tell you now, Gilded Skull released their first beer. Woo-hoo. Which is awesome during. They hear. released it on Thursday. They really they released it on Thursday. Um, I'm very excited because I was able to pick it up pretty local to me, and it was awesome. Yeah, definitely so, so good. East Great Regiment job. turns one today. Happy oh, birthday! Yeah. Another um, COVID anniversary. Very exciting. Congrats. Yep. And then this weekend, if you guys are stuck at home on Saturday, um, it's going to be rainy out in this area. So what, what else be- you got to do? Yeah. I, but our friend, a beer fest. Yeah. A beer fest. Kind of. Yeah. Where is this beer fest taking place? Virtually. Of it, course. So you can do it. You can go to this will be the first beer fest I can attend with no pants. Yeah. That's the best. Um, our good friend, Kevin York and Scott from the kevin york communication group um they are doing a what's it called fest from home yeah yeah, yeah and that's what it's called yeah it is and oh, um cool. <laughs> a lot of our favorite breweries are going to be there um and what they're going to be doing is they're going to be doing virtual interviews with the breweries um to talk beer trends and more uh, and all the proceeds are going to go to project bread yeah which is awesome i'm very excited that uh that's a really worthwhile um 
um, organization that like focuses on addressing like food shortage and hunger in Massachusetts. Uh, so this Saturday, the event kicks off at 1 p.m. It goes to like 5 or something, I think? Yeah, I, I think it goes to 5. It's and it's All afternoon. And it's only 5 bucks. I mean, you get, you get to hear from people from Widowmaker, Wormtown, True North, Springdale, Wandering Small, Small Bravo. Change, Brado, Night Shift, Redemption Rock, Mayflower, Lamplighter, Harpoon, Channel Marker, Exhibit A, Bentwater, Castle Island, uh, Amherst Brewing, Jack's Abbey, Merrimack Ales. Thanks, Matt, for listening. River Sticks. <laughs> Sam Adams. So it's awesome. There's oh, a lot God. of good. Yeah, I mean, I if I miss Even anyone. If you don't attend, like, just still buy it for five bucks and kind of yeah. donate to um, projects. Bread. Project Bread. Yeah. yeah, that's what I, I, I plan on. on I, I don't think I can stay there for the whole time. I don't stay at, at Brewfest anyways for the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I will definitely... Uh, donate the five bucks and uh pop I in know and out. some are like kind of doing their own thing along with it uh for instance like brado will be having beer and food offered along with this cool. so if you wanted to get the zoom link so the five dollars plus a little extra you could do that um, i'm sure other brewers are probably doing something similar so yeah and it's just awesome i think um we've interviewed a lot of those people so it's gonna yeah. be good to yeah. kind of listen to somewhat how they've changed and how they're handling yeah, reconnect it. yeah and uh, I know Kevin and Scott do a great job at you know asking questions, and they really have their uh, their knowledge in the industry right now. So, cheers to them, and I hope that you guys raise a ton of money for that organization. Erica, you got some big news with uh, our friends at Beer and Wine Hobby. Yeah, so we recently moved. What two weekends ago? God, time's flying. Um, we moved locations from Woburn to Danvers, and. Our new spot is pretty amazing, if I may say so myself. We went from a uh, a cinder block cave, if you will, to a very beautiful place with lots of natural light. Yeah, it's I was pumped wonderful. to see the pictures on Instagram, and I was like, you guys have lights. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait till human beings are allowed to walk in there. Yeah, I know. I'm be so one we're of still the doing like there. curbside pickup, um, you know, online ordering and all the usual stuff, but... Um, we're still kind of living out of boxes, as many of you will know from any move you've ever had. Uh, but, um, you know, we'll be opening soon, hopefully. Yeah. And uh, if you've gone to the old location, um, this location is so hard to not miss. Like, it is very easy it's to really get easy. to. It's right it's on 114 in Danvers. Yep. Which is right off a major so highway. Yeah. Simil- I mean, it's off the same highway that <laughs> the old space was at, but... You had to go through, yeah. You had to go through an industrial park and all this stuff to get Everyone there. Everyone got lost trying to get there. So. Yeah, cool. So, other than the Moonlight Meadery that you guys drank this week, what else are you guys drinking? Anything cool? Well, I got a few things from. Uh, I went and hiked Wachusett Mountain last weekend, so I got Wachusett Brewery, which they have a really awesome drive-through. Literally, you think you're going to like a McDonald's or like a Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. It's really it's really cool. Cool. Um, so you drove through and got some beer there, and then we stopped at River Sticks and got a few beers there. How was it? I always have wanted to go there. I we have gone there, but I I did not drink the beer that time. That's unfortunate. I know. Yeah. No, it's good. They have great great beer. Um, guy, my boyfriend got a vanilla porter that was pretty amazing, or Imperial Stout, one of the two. I don't remember, but it was really good. All right. What have you been drinking? 
Uh, drinking some of that stuff from the Western Mass in uh, New Hampshire trip. So right now, um, I am drinking a Hurricane from Treehouse. Nice. Um, earlier, I had a, um, a Schilling beer, their their spring saison. I still had one left of that. So nice. Good beer to... for right now, I feel like. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. I could have used it earlier mowing the lawn, honestly. Mm, yeah. But right now is a good time too. Nice. nice. I have been drinking through my deciduous beer. I had that uh, triple IPA. Which... So tell me, what do you think? Um, it was okay. You're I'm not a... I, you're not a huge IPA guy, so I, I'm not a huge double or single IPA. So, <laughs> um, for me to answer that question and, and be objective, um, I can tell you that I think it's a good beer. I think that um, if you are a hop head and you enjoy those styles of beer, you would definitely enjoy it. Um. But someone who enjoys saisons, uh, lagers, pilsners, and um, yeah, and and not IPAs, <laughs> um, that's definitely a good beer for you. But um, I was happy to try it. You know, anytime I can try a different beer and uh, see what it's like, I dug it. Cool. Yep. cool. And uh, yeah, I. I um, I had a couple of Miller High Lifes with uh, Aperol on it, spaghettis. Spaghettis. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. I wonder s- why. Oh, because I've been making so many pizzas. I'm a pizza man. <laughs> He's a pizza boy. Yeah. No, because you mentioned it in this week's interview. That's true. You know what? Yeah. You're right. You're right. I did yeah. actually as well. I've been enjoying them. So, yeah, make sure you guys all get out there, support your local craft breweries. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can't wait this weekend. I'm hopefully stopping at Notch. Nice. Um, because I want to get that blonde ale that they are releasing. Oh, yeah. Um, looks really good. Uh, Erica, are you stopping anywhere? Um, Probably somewhere around the Danvers area. Now that I work there, it's awesome. I'm so close to so many like breweries in PPD and um, Beverly and Salem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so somewhere around there, probably. Last week, I went to Backbeat. Um so maybe I'll go to Channel Marker this weekend. We'll nice. see. Good luck because getting a hand of their beer, it is Every, selling I know. Up. Last time I checked, like they were sold out of almost yeah. everything. I was like, oh, geez. Good for them. I, yeah. Good, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, Ryan, I think we need to make a socially distanced stop at Sylvaticus. Yeah. So I was just about to mention that. So I stopped by last week. I grabbed their Pink Boots Brew, which is a sour. Absolutely phenomenal. Loved nice. it. That's yeah. awesome. That's cool. Yep. Um, and I saw, uh, I saw Jen there. It was her birthday last week. Happy birthday, Jen. Um, and then I also picked up their very first pale ale. Dun, dun, dun. And? Brilliant. Of course. I really wanted to try that. It was great. I hopefully when I go this week, they still have it in crawler form. I, I bet you they will. They probably brewed quite a bit of it, expecting it to sell pretty well. Um, but yeah, I had it. Um, it was great. It was really nice, refreshing. Um, as far as I've been uh, seeing on their Instagram, they've been having it all all day. So um, all day, every day. I can't day, wait to get a couple crawlers and open my mouth outside and just drink them all. Yes, sounds amazing. Yeah, really worth it. Great. It was. We really recommend good. that to everyone listening right now. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely try to go to Sylvaticus and get their pale ale. For you guys who know Sylvaticus, they don't do IPAs, pale ales. They only do traditional like lagers and basic ales. So 
it was really cool when I saw that announcement and I finally got my hands on one. And Ryan lives literally 15 minutes from there. So uh, 15 minutes? Less you kidding than that. me? Like four hop, or skip five. Hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah. yeah. Hop, skip, a jump, and a rock throw. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. So, yes. So I'm very excited for this episode. Um, there are a couple moments where I admittingly um, like had to pause and and like take a moment because uh, it's it it's it is a sad story, but it also is a very good like feel good story. It's also kind of inspiring. Yeah. yeah, from what he's been able to do, it's pretty amazing. So um, if you need to go into work and you're listening to this and you get emotional. Uh, maybe shut it off about five minutes before you get into work and and collect yourself. Um, but overall, it is a it is a uh, a feel good story, and it is. Uh, I'm very excited um, for Neil and uh, Gilded Skull yeah. um, because it's been a it seems like it's been a long time dream for him to do this, and yeah. uh, he said he puts it best in the in the episode, and I I'm gonna butcher his quote, but. Uh, right now is the only time to do it you know he basically alludes to you got to do things in the moment and yeah you know uh he's making the best out of a crappy situation in the world right now and uh he's kicking butt and i'm so glad that i got to try the beer and i'm so excited to see what the next yeah. months look like because i, I know in his mind he has like so many great ones already designed oh, out yeah definitely yep. definitely so, Ryan, before we uh, go to the episode, can we hear some words from our awesome sponsors? Absolutely. Cheers. 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 Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. This week's episode would not be possible without our amazing sponsor, Shirts on Tap. Each month, they team up with breweries from across the country and create a custom shirt and deliver it to your doorstep, along with stickers and coupons. Sign up today using the promo code BREWROOTS for $5 off your first box. Head on over to ShirtsOnTap.com today. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. You looking to get into a new hobby? Oh, yeah. Sure thing. Well, Erica, where can we do that? Go down to Beer and Wine Hobby. Ooh. And what can we get there? Everything you need to start your homebrew journey. And we'll help you along that journey by using our promo code BREWROOTS to get 10% off your next order. Visit beer-wine.com to start your homebrew journey today. What's up, everybody? Hey. Welcome Uh, back. I felt like i was back in high school because to prepare for this i put on megadeth i put on iron maiden and i put on pantera because i was so excited for this interview tonight um because i'm kind of like i hate to say oh i'm kind of a metalhead i feel like that's like the lamest thing someone who listens to metal can say like self-proclaim like if someone else calls you that i feel like it's it's all right but i don't want to be like i'm a metalhead (laughs) um but I was so excited when we got the text from Ryan last week that um, we should do this interview because I do remember 
I, We've been meaning to do it for a while, yeah. I think. Yeah. And I, I remember hearing about uh, the Kickstarter campaign um, last, like, February, March, um, when the Mass Brew Bros talked about it. And if you haven't gotten a chance, we're going to put the link to that um, original article and their article that they did last week um, with this brewery that we're interviewing this week. Um, and Ryan, you got this interview, so why don't you introduce who we have? So we are talking to Neil from Gilded Skull Brewery. That's right. And uh, out of Woburn, I, I believe, right? It's out of Woburn, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Hey, Neil, so how are you today? I'm good. How are you guys? Not bad, not bad. It's the first, uh, it's starting to feel a little bit like summer on a consistent basis, so it's hard to complain, but being yeah. quarantined kind of sucks as well. We've had a bunch of groundhog days, so. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's true. That's a good way to put it. Um, so we start every podcast by asking um, your role at the brewery and uh, your first memory of beer. Oh, man. Uh, so my role would be uh, the guy who tries to do the brewing. Um <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I'm pretty much the only person. So uh, it's me and my wife. Um, so I'm the owner. Uh, when I can, I'm the brewer. Um, I'm the guy that makes recipes. I'm the guy that tries to figure out how I want to brand the, the stuff. It's it's all me. Cool. Um, let's talk about the name. Like, well, where wait, did, hold on. Oh. What is his first memory of beer? Oh, yeah. First memory of beer. Jeez, so Matt. sorry. Oh, man. First memory of beer. Probably was not a good memory. Um, <laughs> it was probably getting into my stepdad's stash when I was like 12 and trying to ride the, our Labrador around the yard. That's probably my first memory. Nice. It was, it was, it was, bu- it was Bush. So <laughs> not a proud moment. Yeah. Beer history. Uh, so are you from the area? Did you grow up in Massachusetts or what was no, the situation? I, yeah, I grew up in Illinois, like central oh. Illinois in the middle of a cornfield, um, little towns, of like hundreds of people. So I'm like a small town farm guy at heart. Yeah. And I moved here back in 2009 when I graduated from college because of work. Yeah. It was work. Yeah. 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 Um, So you mentioned work. Uh, What was the original plan for you? I'm guessing you, after that formative time of having beer um, and riding the Labrador, you didn't say, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Uh, What did you, (laughs) what did you no, did you I was, go to college was, and do? And... Yeah, no, I was that angsty teen that had no clue. Uh, so uh, after almost failing out of high school, I joined the Army and spent four years uh, in uh, the infantry as a as a uh, an infantryman and a paratrooper. And then um, after that, I went to college because I decided that was definitely not what I wanted to do with my life. Um, <laughs> so I spent um, seven or eight years doing that um, and then uh, moved here and Started working as a protein biochemist for various uh, pharma companies, and um, I worked for some biotechs um, doing cancer immunotherapeutics and, uh, ironically, vaccine discovery research right now. Hmm. So a lot of a lot of varied stuff. Yeah, definitely for sure. Um, so you, army college and then life where did you find time to maybe start home brewing was that something that you started early on or how did you get into that yeah actually i think i got into it like um a few people that i have heard stories from uh got into it and that was through a mr beer christmas present <laughs> so i basically got like a homebrew kit for christmas one year and brewed a re- <laughs> brewed a really bad porter 
that uh, I lived in an apartment at the time and I, I had a storage cage in the in the basement where I kept all my extra junk. And that's where that beer went. And somebody decided that they were going to break into it sporadically and, and steal them one at a time. Oh, good. So I peed in a few of them and just left them down there for them. That was that was my first batch of beer. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard a story like that yet. So no. did they? Uh, nice. They stopped. They stopped they taking stopped. them. I'm good. Sure. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, when did um, homebrewing become uh, more of a less than a hobby and more of a you know a, a light bulb clicked and you said, oh, maybe this is what I want to do? Yeah, uh, real fast. So uh, I started homebrewing uh, right after I met my now wife, Amy. Um, she, I guess, was interested in homebrewing too, and I didn't know that when we were dating. And um, we were, you know, craft beer in, you know, 2013, 2014 was, you know, booming around here. So we were drinking a lot of it. We were going to a lot of breweries and we were bringing a lot home. And she basically just said, I've always wanted to try to do this. And I said, let's do it. So um, we just kind of sprinted off to the races from there. And I'd say after like maybe eight to 10 months, I was like, you know, I would love to be able to do this somehow in some way. Um, and I'd say we got married in 2014 and 2016. We started actually planning. Wow. Yeah. So it takes quite a bit of time. It's not just a, Hey, I wanted to do this. Overnight. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish. No, it takes a lot of planning and, and, you know, we're still planning. Um, yeah. So yeah. you, you, um, started home brewing and then you kind of built a reputation i've been told by a couple of people that you're quite the home brewer and quite the brewer i shouldn't even say home brewer anymore um when you were doing this were you entering contests or were you relying on your own palate or sharing as much as you can yeah so i basically did anything and everything i could i would at homebrew i would share it um i read i entered local contests i entered contests that were regional um I, I became BJCP certified. Like I tried to do as much as I could. Um, and I drank like crazy to try to, to try to basically, you know, to build a palette, build a vocabulary, um, and, you know, learn as much as I could about beer. Um, but yeah, I think most of it was, was probably, um, just drinking beer and, and entering contests and, and getting feedback. Yeah. Do you remember a beer that st stood out in your mind that you said, you know, this is what I want to, start to brew or uh yeah you know. canteo <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah yeah when i started to get into belgian beer that's when like the light bulb really kind of like flipped on and, and i and i realized like what i really really loved um jester king uh when i started to to experience that type of beer uh in the environment in which it's made the way that they intended to be drank that's when i was like this is this is what i really love yeah it's funny, 2013, those not being the prominent beer that you'd have. So you'd have to probably trade for those or search. Um, my wife and I do a lot of beer tourism. So we travel all over the place, um, basically because, well, we like to drink and we like to travel, but also just re research. Yeah. You know, we really, really wanted to open a brewery and we really wanted to see what everybody else was doing. And especially the ones, you know, the breweries that were really doing it well. So we, we basically went and just took notes. Yeah. Let's talk about um, kind of where you are, you know, the end of 2018, the beginning of 2019. You guys 
you know, it start your brand, your brewery started to become a reality. Um, and your life kind of kicked into gear as well. So do you want to talk about what's kind of happened? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course, that's, that's kind of why I'm here. Yeah. Um, so in 2017, we basically formed the company and, and we were going to try to start to push forward, try to figure out how to actually make it a reality. Um, we wanted a brick and mortar brewery. Um, and that's what we were kind of trying to figure out how to do. And we were trying to push for. Um, and then for my 40th birthday, my wife took me to Belgium. Um, I came home and I got sick with the Manchester flu, which was going around at that time. And I just never got better. Um, and over the course of, I don't know, six months or something like that, it became uh, blatantly obvious that it, it wasn't really the flu anymore. It, something else was going on. So I saw doctor after doctor after doctor. Um, nobody really could tell me what was going on uh, because I was having a lot of really weird symptoms. Um, eventually, a doctor finally decided to send me for a CAT scan, which should have been done way sooner, but it wasn't. Um, and they found a three-inch uh, mass in the left lobe of my liver. So, um, you know, as one would do, I freaked out. My wife freaked out. Everybody freaked out. Um, I went through a lot more testing uh, to try to figure out, you know, is this what we think it is? And I knew what it was. There was just no reason for it to be there. I knew it was cancer. Um, and then in September, they, di they diagnosed me with cholangiocarcinoma. Um, which is uh, essentially bile duct cancer. Um, and, you know, my wife and I had just started trying to start a family like two months before that, that diagnosis happened. Um, so, you know, I was pretty certain that I was, you know, not going to be around. I have um, been, you know, I've worked in cancer immunotherapeutics for years before that. So, and I, you know, I had an idea of what was going on and uh, I have a really bad habit of reading because I'm a scientist. So I did a lot of reading. I probably should not have done. And um, I just assumed that that was it. Um, and then when my doctor basically told me that the tumor was like a centimeter or less from my vena cava and they didn't know if they would be able to actually take it out, um, you know, that's, that, that, that's when I was like, pretty sure. Um, because without surgery, there was, there's no survival rate for this cancer. And even with surgery, the survival rate over three years is, is less than 30%. And in some cases it's even lower because it has a really bad habit of coming back. Um, so they immediately put me on chemotherapy for about three months to try to see if they could shrink it uh, so that they could decide whether or not they were going to be able to resect it. Um, usually during that time, in most people, it just spreads. Uh, but after three months, they took me back in and imaged me, and it hadn't grown, and it looked like it hadn't spread, um, and in fact, might have even shrank. So they were just like, now's the time, we're going to go get it. So uh, I went, underwent a six-hour surgery. They took out half of my liver, took out my gallbladder, 
And while they were digging around in there, they found out that it had spread to my lymph nodes, which is no boy, no boy. <laughs> that's, that's not good. Um, they took those two and then um, put me immediately back onto chemotherapy for um, the better part of um, 2019. Um, so July was my last treatment uh, of 2019. Wow. Um, during that time, you know, my wife and I basically sat down and, you know, we were planning for, you know, the worst. Um, but we basically said to each other, you know what? We're not statistics and we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, you don't know what is going to happen in your life. And if this is all we have left, we're going to live it to the fullest of our abilities because you have to live the life you have. So we decided that we were going to continue to try to brew and to open our brewery. And in addition to that, we decided we were going to have our family anyway. Um, so we started uh, the licensing process for the brewery. And I have some friends out at Granite Coast that you know, were kind enough to let me, you know, help them as they were opening Granite Coast. Um, I kind of became an interior decorator <laughs> <laughs> and an assistant brewer during that time. It looks and nice it, there, I do have to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did a good yeah. job. Thanks. Um, yeah, I did the mural while I was about half dead on chemo. Oh, Jesus. Um, but uh, yeah, I helped them brew out there, and I started doing some of my own contract stuff um, with, with Jeff out there, you know, socking beer away in barrels um, because mixed culture is my thing. So figured, you know, maybe one of these days this will see the light of day, and if it doesn't, you know, I had fun brewing beer with them. So my wife and I decided we were going to go ahead and, and, and try to have our family as well. Um, so we started IVF, which is in vitro fertilization. Uh, the chemo kind of left us no choice. That's what we had to do. Uh, we were lucky to be able to do it. Um, and she immediately got pregnant. And we were so stoked. And six weeks later, we lost the baby. Oof. So it was like, um, you know... The only thing I could think is God trying to tell me something. Um, but we tried again anyway, and she got pregnant again pretty much immediately. And um, at the end of this month, we're going to be having our first child, a little girl named Quinn. Congratulations. That's yeah. great. Thanks. Um, we're stoked, um, yeah. of course. Um yeah, but, but also, you know, um, I was brewing and, and, and pursuing the, the, the licensing of, of the brewery, and all of that went as smoothly as it could have, and, you know, we got it done. And um, I made some really good friends that have helped me along the way, Matt Smith at Wandering Soul Beer Co. Yep. If it wasn't for that guy, like, there would be no Gilded Skull. Like, he is the reason that we got the job done. Um and Jeff out of Granite Coast, who's let me do pretty much, you know, whatever I want to do out there. You know, he's basically let me have kind of free reign and, and let me brew these these little farmhouse and barrel aged beers that I'm so passionate about out there. You know, and those will be coming. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I just had um, my most recent scan was was Friday and still disease free. That's awesome. Sixteen yeah. months post surgery. Um, I no way am I out of the woods. 
um, not with this cancer, but I'm disease-free. Things are, you know, as good as they could possibly be, given yeah. the circumstances, um, and I'm happy. You know, I'm not, woe is me, why me? It's life. It's the way it is. You just move forward and push, 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 push. And the brewery is, is basically, you know, it, it's a thing. And my child is coming. She's a thing. Yeah. Well, thank you just for, I, you know, we cut out, uh, if you guys hear a little bit of an awkward pause, we cut out and the three of us kind of just stood there in silence and kind of in awe of, you know, what you've done so far. It's definitely a inspirational story. Um, and it's cool to hear, um, that you mentioned Matt from, from wandering soul, who's also kind of, uh, succeeded with, um, had a similar story. A similar yeah. story, yeah. yeah. We've definitely um, bonded over some of those, those stories. Yeah. Experiences, yeah. And it's it's really inspiring because you come from a pharmaceutical world, and I could never imagine two pharmaceutical companies working in, in parallel with each other to get to, a, you know, to out-compete each other. And in the brewing industry, Jeff over at uh, Granite Coast, Coast just yeah. literally starting and saying, yeah, we'll have someone come in and take free reign of our system, you know, and not even bat an eye. And it's that just attributes kind of the amazingness of this community. Yeah. Uh, that, and that's, it's true. You know, if it wasn't for my friends, I wouldn't be doing what I'm able to do now. You know, Matt, the guys out at Castle Island who are letting me yeah. contract there, you know, Craft Collective have taken a chance on me as an unproven new brand. Um, you know, Matt Smith helping me get to where I needed to get to with licensing and basically walking through stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all come down to my friends. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the last six months. Um, obviously, six months ago we knew of coronavirus, but it wasn't a thing here, and people didn't know this, the seriousness of it, um, or they did, and ignored it i have no clue um but, but it's here now it's and... here now um what was the pl- what was the plan for 2020 for you guys i mean was it to open a brick and mortar or just get your product out in the in the world uh, my plan was always to open a brick and mortar but um you know, cancer definitely threw a wrench in that um coronavirus has thrown wrenches at everybody uh especially in the craft beer industry yeah. modifying and altering tons of business plans um so uh, financing is probably going to be a rough thing for a lot of us, and it's, it's definitely a rough thing for me right now. So the brick and mortar has kind of given way a little bit to the contract brewing kind of business plan for the time being. Um, I didn't have a lot of plans for 2020 except figure it out, um, however it needs to be figured out, and you know to get my little girl here, and, and that's pretty much it. Um, so the contract brewing. It was an opportunity, um, and I think it's it's not a bad one right now for me, um, given my circumstance and, and the state of the, the industry currently. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the hopes are that you know I get some really great beer out there, um, and I build a brand that people recognize and, and love, and then that brick and mortar becomes a reality on the backside of that. Yeah. When when we come out of this. Yeah. Um. Can I ask why now? I mean, it's, I think a lot of people not knowing your backstory and then see, uh, Gilda Skull coming out, uh, why now? It's, 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 you know, it's, it's, 
it's quite a risk. And especially knowing your story and then knowing that you're going to have a, a newborn in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, simple answer. Yeah. Uh, there is only now. Um, okay. So now. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Exactly. Do you like just that? to backtrack a little bit, just because I always like to hear, um, where did a Gillid skull come from, the name and the logo for that matter? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So anybody who has ever tried to name a brewery or a beer in the craft, <laughs> in the craft beer world knows that um, the other 8,200 breweries in the United States make it very hard to operate. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of space. So I had probably half a dozen names that were shot down by my lawyer. Um, and it was October of 2016, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was walking around with my wife and one of her best friends, and I was frustrated because my most recent lame name had been shot out of the water. <laughs> Which what, what was it? I want to know. Uh, old ghosts. Wait, really? That's a cool name. All I don't right. think that's lame. Yeah. Of, yeah. Of which of which I just brew a beer called yeah. Old yeah. Ghosts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it was the kind of the farmhouse vibe. So that was the name. Couldn't do it uh, because there apparently was a beer bar in New York called Old Ghosts that no longer exists. Um, but we were walking around in um, shopping, and there were was a window display at Halloween of a bunch of gilded skulls, and I was just like. Gilded skull, because that's not too on the nose or anything. <laughs> and I was like, screw it. We're just going to go sure, with it. Sure, why not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and lo and behold, that's the one that was open and of free. Course. So yeah. it, it's Gilded Skull. Um, and you know what? It's worked out. I, I, I like it. Um, the logo and the artwork and the visuals have, have been pretty much what I wanted with my brand, which was just visually impactful and um, yeah. something that's not necessarily um, common or you know, something that you see in this area. Mm. Um, so just something a little bit different. It for, certainly for stands here. out. I don't think there's too many other beer cans or logos that I've seen that are similar to yours, especially yeah. in this area. So yeah, yeah it's, yeah. it has been kind of interesting because the stories that I'm trying to tell and, and the message that I'm kind of trying to get out there isn't necessarily skulls, <laughs> but <laughs> right. it's, uh, you know, it was never supposed to have this story, but it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know what, they, it is what it is. Yeah. And, and I think that it's going to work because I'm going to make it work. Yeah. Yep. You mentioned off air um, making a 50% beer and 50% art. Um, and can you elaborate a little bit more on what that means to you? Uh, your art is awesome. And I know that the work that is being done, there's some pretty cool artists and you want to work with some pretty cool artists. So yeah, talk, talk all about that. Cause the art's really. Yeah. So before I was a paratrooper and before I was a scientist, I wanted to be an artist. So I paint. And when I was um, in high school, I apprenticed for a short amount of time as a tattoo artist. Um, so I, I was always kind of an art focused kid played in bands, um, metal and hardcore bands when I was, you know, in my teens and early twenties. So I've always been kind of, um, I guess what you would call artistically inclined or artsy. Um, and you know, I think beer in a lot of ways is sort of like wine. Um, you're going to get people that gravitate towards the visual just as much as they sometimes gravitate towards the liquid in the can. And if you can have fantastic liquid in the can and visually appealing artwork on the label, 
you're all the better for it. Um, sure. Plus, I really like working with the artists just as much as I like working with the brewers. Mm. Um, so it's really fun for me to try to, um, you know, uh, think up these these brands that are a little bit off kilter or maybe a little bit different than um, what other people are doing or and what other people are doing here. And then work with the artists to bring the, that stuff to life. Um, and I mean, I, I probably have my first half dozen brands already in the works with various artists from around the world That's that awesome. are, are, are fantastic and um, have worked with some really cool people, um, really cool bands. So, so is this yeah. kind of like every can's going to be focused towards a different artist or towards a different band? Or I think, it, well, yeah, I think more than likely it's going to be different artists. Um, yeah. There are artists I'm probably going to go back to just because we've become friends. Right and, right, and and I like the stuff that they do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to work with different artists. Um, cool. I intend to work with uh, local and and like I said, artists from afar and just you know go yeah. go crazy with it. Let them go Why nuts. Not? <laughs> yeah. awesome. um, so the the can I'm looking at right now is your New England New England style IPA, and that's getting released on Wednesday. Um, it I'm, is. I'm curious. Um, Wednesday, May twenty seventh. Yeah, Wednesday, May twenty seventh. Thank you, Erica. Um, it's a New England style IPA. You've been mentioning, um, you know, farmhouse style. Uh, what made you go with a IPA right off the bat? Yeah, so I think I mentioned that the goal was always a brick and mortar, uh, yeah. but my goal was if, if it were if it was me and my choice, and I could have anything out that I wanted, it would be a little farmhouse brewery somewhere in the middle of nowhere um, <laughs> because that's the stuff I like to brew. Um, but that's not going to happen right now. So I'm focusing on making that stuff at, at a small scale, small batch stuff at Granite Coast. Um, but a lot of people are never going to see that beer because there's not a lot of it. And, um, you know, so the idea was basically always to eventually do clean beer um, and do it at a little bit larger scale so that it could get into people's hands. Um, it's just happening a little bit earlier than I ever anticipated that it would. And it's happening before I have a brick and mortar. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of the idea there is just, is just to be able to make that stuff too. And, yeah. and then to get beer out there that, that people can yeah, actually get, get their hands there, on. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everyone wants an IPA. <laughs> yeah. So it's essentially to, to, to I'm trying to build a brand that, yeah. that people recognize that people like uh, in hopes that, I said the, the the brewery comes later. Yeah, so that's Gil- Gilded Empire, right? Gilded Empire is the name yeah. of that beer. Yeah. Um, cool. Can we talk about the the arts done by Chris Alston or Alston? Yeah. Alston. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's out of Manchester, England. Um, I think he's done a lot of work for um, for some pretty big bands, some of which I'm actually not supposed to mention because there are NDAs <laughs> in place I didn't know about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, no, we'll keep those hush hush. <laughs> Um, is there anything about the skateboards that he did or no? Yeah. Yeah. So he yeah. does, he yeah. does, yeah, he's done skateboard designs for, cool. um, a skateboard brand called moonshine. Yeah. Um, so Very he's cool. done artwork for them as well. Um, and I'm currently working with some other artists that, that, um, people may or may not recognize from music and, and, and band uh, album artwork for future releases, um, that are going to be completely different than that label. Yeah. Um, when is your next beer coming out? Like, are you going to release it anytime soon? Or are you going to kind of space them out? Yeah. So the idea is hopefully to get six to eight out a year. Okay, um, cool. 
hopefully Corona doesn't make me, you know, um, eat those words, but yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully I'll get six out this year. But the idea is awesome. to get six or eight out the first 12 months. And then, you know, depending on how people take to the beer and what the demand is, uh, from grow from there. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously breweries taking all the precaution in the world uh, to stay open. I know uh, seeing Snapchats from, you know, Castle Island, they're taking all the precautions or Instagrams. Um, you obviously being uh, immunocompromised, do you, what have you done to be a little bit more safer or do you work in a brewery alone while this is happening or what's kind yeah. of your situation? If you so mind I'm me like- asking. Yeah, so I'm lucky enough to not currently be immunocompromised. Okay. I definitely have been, but I'm yep. not currently. Um, awesome. Yeah, I'm about as well as I could possibly be. Um, that's good to hear, yeah. Yeah, so, but that said, I'm doing the same thing everybody else is doing right now. I'm basically holding up in my house um, yeah. simply for my wife who's pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I don't want to take that chance. Um, but uh, that said, I was, I was out of Castle Island for for this first brew day, I was definitely not going to miss that. Um, oh yeah, definitely not. Yeah. I wasn't going to miss that. So, um, but yeah, Castle Island's, you know, it's minimal staff and they're all masked up and, um, you know, they're trying to be socially conscious of the social distancing. So, um, yeah. That's awesome. Um, and are you brewing on their 30 barrel system there or 30 barrels? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I have the, one of the great things about Castle, um, there's a lot of great things about them. Yeah. They're all awesome dudes. Yeah. Um, is that they're, they're the ability to, to make, you know, a, a wide variety of, of volumes there. So I can pretty much do anything between 15 and 60 barrels. Yeah. Um, and on all of that's on the table, depending on what I'm making and what the demand is. Um, when they first did that can run of your product, was that kind of a awesome? How was that moment for you? Was that kind of a like a shit we we did it kind of moment or yeah so when it goes into cans on the 27th i will tell you that that's probably how i'm gonna feel um yeah because you know 12 months ago i didn't think i was gonna be here right now so um anything and everything um when it comes to gilded and my family is gonna be a no shit moment yeah yeah now your wife obviously being pregnant is that gonna be her first beer when she is, <laughs> when she finally is able to drink, well, <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Yeah, let's say let's say yes, probably. Yeah. probably. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Um, I really think you have such an awesome opportunity. That can art is so awesome, and compared to other breweries out there um and and that is not to knock any there's some beautiful minimal designs out there that i love their can art but let's face it i am a sucker to buy a beer that looks cool before i taste it um and i think that you guys are definitely achieving that already um if you like that one you're gonna love the ones coming on the yeah. <laughs> i'm excited they, they, yeah now are you guys gonna be i know you have some t-shirts on there but are you guys gonna be doing uh t-shirts related to beer yeah yeah, so hopefully that's definitely one of the things I'm trying to do with these artists is not only um, not only really focus on the can itself, but hopefully if these brands, you know, if people love these brands and the artwork associated with these brands as much as we do, we're going to try to do merch. So T-shirts, potentially hoodies, um, stickers, things like yeah. that. Yes, I cannot yeah. wait. I can't wait. I, I'm really, I'm really excited for this. Um, 
what's next for you guys after you know this run hopefully does incredibly well i know you said you know um you know six to eight a year but what's the next beer is there beer already in the tanks or are you waiting until this one is yeah so um we're gonna we're gonna wait until we see what this looks like um but you know i was ready to pull the trigger on the next batch last week um (laughs) i've got the label and the art ready to go the recipe everything is yeah it's just a matter of um getting this one out there uh making sure everybody is is enjoying it uh and and that there's no beer sitting on the shelf i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna flood the market with gilded book gilded beer when there's still beer sitting on the shelves so when you guys buy it and drink it all in four (laughs) weeks the next one's gonna be in the tanks yes um where can we find it i know that you guys are doing um your distribution distribution with 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 um craft collective craft collective um now is that going to be in the the better liquor stores in the in the state or are you guys going to be pretty selective on who you're you're targeting right now yeah so it's going to be pretty widely available um the only thing i'm really trying to be a stickler on is that the beer is cold um yeah so you're going to be able to find it in a lot of a lot of places um uh, from my knowledge to the high-end stuff through to Whole Foods. Wow. Cool. That's um, awesome. Possibility of future batches um, into Rhode Island. Yeah, so right now only in Massachusetts or will we be in like, um, I don't know where Craft Collective just They're out of Rhode so. Island. Yeah. So Craft Collective is in is in Massachusetts, um, Rhode Island. Okay. So will you be in Maine as well at a start or later on maybe? There is a potential that future batches um, that are maybe a little bit bigger than 30 barrels will end up. Yeah. Cool. End up further out. Cool. Very cool. Well, Neil, I'm very excited for you, and you know your family is expanding by one very Yay. soon. Um, so good luck with that, and you have a lot to be proud of in my my estimation because you know it, I think people can look at what you got diagnosed with and can go down two trajectories, and I think the trajectory you went down you know, is, is inspirational to people because of what's going on right now. And especially in any search circumstance, I know, uh, I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate Definitely. you guys for sharing all having that. me on here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So I want to get to know you just a little bit more before <laughs> we let you go. Um, and this is where we ask some of our goofier questions. They're not really goofy, but so what would you want to learn more about if you had unlimited time, money, and energy? What would be something you would want to learn more about? Oh, man. I think right now it would probably be beer-related. Um, I think if I had the opportunity to spend some time brewing in Belgium, oh, wow. so yeah. cool. that would probably be what I would want to do. I would like to go there and just basically absorb all yeah. of it. Um, do you have a guilty pleasure beer? Do I have a guilty pleasure beer? Yeah, unfortunately I do. I like High Life. <laughs> yeah. That's not a guilty pleasure run. Yeah, I like High Life. That's a, that's a good one. Have you done um, it with, have you had it with Aperol yet? I have not. Yes. If you get the chance or if you don't get the chance, you should just do it anyways. <laughs> like just go to your liquor store and just get a bottle of Aperol and, uh, and try it. It's very good. All right. It looks like that's on my list of to do. Yeah. It's called <laughs> Spaghetti. <laughs> um what's in your fridge at home right now beer wise um right now i have uh a four pack of granite kolsch cool so that was good i've had that recently 
Yeah, it's Jeff, just good. put that into into cans. Um, I'm drinking. Um, I have a little bit of uh, night shift um, uh, in the in the refrigerator as well. Uh, I'm drinking some Weldworks juicy bits. Um, I have some unseen creatures. I was down there for Wakefest um, oh, cool. a few months ago, and I picked up a bunch of Florida beer and brought that back. Um, and let's see, what else am I drinking? Long live uh, DIY DIY haircut. I just took a, a trip down there to Rhode Island and picked some up a couple weekends ago um, because we've got all the time in the world to do that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I'm drinking. Good selection. <laughs> All right, so Neil, you mentioned before that you are into like hardcore punk, heavy metal. Um, I'm sure that you went to a number of basement shows, as did I back in the day. What was the perfect basement show beer for me? It was PBR. I don't know if that's what was for you. Yeah, so um, those those were like ninety eight, ninety nine. And I was in Anchorage when I was doing a lot of those shows. <laughs> so believe it or not, uh, the PBR, but. Uh, Sam Adams. Really? We were getting Sam Adams in Anchorage in the late 90s when I was oh in the Army. God. So we that's, were drinking a lot of Sam Adams. That's the Boston Lager, I'm guessing? That's a, uh, in, yep, in the cream. In the cream. Yep. Oh, my God. So, that's that's awesome. I, I know, could, right? I could not imagine going to a show and chugging Sam Adams like I chugged PBRs. <laughs> in, in Anchorage, Alaska <laughs> in 1999. I mean, that just goes to tell you like how long – Boston, uh, how long um, they've been doing this. Yeah. Sam Adams has been doing this. They've been getting that beer up for a while. Yeah. I know a lot of people talk shit about them, but uh, I, I'm i down with Sam Adams. I don't care. Really good. Say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So a lot of PBR, a lot of Sam Adams. Yep. Getting um, Guinness. Now, do you have um, any any breweries in your mind that you're doing right that in the area or, or nationally? Who, What breweries are you digging? Oh man, um, you got to do that to me. Um, I had I, I follow breweries like people follow sports teams. Um, there are way too many that are doing it well. Um, around here, I think everybody's doing it well. Um, I'm really digging um, um, the guys out at, at Vitamin C. The stuff they're pumping out right now. If you like IPA and you like hazies, is is fantastic. Yep. Um, I'm really digging the guys that are, uh, out at Long Live. The stuff they're doing. Um, but if you really want to get like national, um, I'm a big true fan. Um, uh, yeah, I, I like their stuff. Um, I'm a big fan of Jester King. I'm a big fan of Green Bench. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Yazoo, the guys that are doing a lot of like the really great mixed culture barrel aged stuff. Um, there's too many to list, I think, right now, honestly. it's There's just so much good stuff out there. Hmm. Uh, I guess my last question is, if there's one thing about the craft beer scene that you could change right now, what would it be? Oh, man. Um, I don't know if I would change anything right now because everything is up in flux. Um, and I don't I don't know if uh, if things are going to be the same on the backside of this. So ask me in like six months. <laughs> yeah. I think, I, would, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to leave the poor craft beer industry alone yeah. right now and not pick on them. That sounds good. I think we'd love to do this again in six months with you, kind of just see where you're at. I'm hopefully, I'm hopefully we're celebrating your sixth release in six months with you. Yeah, that'd be great. That would be great. Neil, again, thank you for doing some time. Uh, get some sleep uh, because I think <laughs> you're going to need it once you have a little one running around. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, 
and I'm so excited. Make sure if you are in the Massachusetts area, um, if you are interested in grabbing this beer, it is going to be on shelves. Now, do you have a beer? We have a beer tracker on your website. We will. Yeah. yeah. And you can yeah. also check, you can check craft collective. Great. So make sure uh, we will have the link in the doobly doo below that everyone I'm sure reads thoroughly, but our Facebook post and our Instagram post will um, include how to find this beer. Um, I'm excited to get it. If you guys live out of state and you maybe want to try it as well, you know, our DMS and we'll figure something out. <laughs> cool. Um, and until next time, uh, Neil, thank you so much for doing this. Um, I just want one of you guys to ask that last question. Because I think that's an important one. All right. Well, it's what we always ask. So what are you most proud of? Oh, man. My wife. Oh, yeah. Wow. My wife is a trooper. Man. Um, if I went through some stuff, she went through She went through just as much, if not more. Um, so, yeah, definitely my wife. That's awesome. Um, and more, not more importantly, but I want people to follow you and learn more about you and what you're doing. So where can they find you on social media? Yeah, I'm on Facebook, I'm on um, Instagram. Not much of a Twitter guy. We aren't either, so don't worry. Like, if we end up like Treehouse, we might have to change that. Yeah. 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 All right. And, yeah, at Gilded Skull. Great. Brewing. Great. So make sure you please go follow them. Go um, support this brand because I really see awesome things happening to them. And literally, if you sat through this whole episode and you heard the story i don't know how you could not be inspired to to drink their beer i definitely look forward to grabbing it on wednesday um, and enjoying it yeah thanks guys no problem neil thank you once again and enjoy yep cheers 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 all right thank you everyone for listening to our episode with gilded skull uh we wanted to thank neil for taking the time out to do this in the middle of everything um and i was glad they were able to do it at a social distance over squadcast because without squadcast our podcast would not be around it really wouldn't so thank you squadcast thank you squadcast um we hope to see you guys out of social distance at a local brewery supporting um, and if you see us, just wave to us. Or if we see you, we'll wave to you because uh, we're really excited to uh, support some local breweries. I know I'm going to try to get to Notch in Sylvaticus. Same with Ryan and Eric is going to try to make it around the Danvers area. Yeah. Danvers area. So uh, if you have any suggestions on where to go, or if you want to hear from us, please send us a DM at, in, on our Instagram at Brewroots. And if you like what you hear, let us know and tell your friends. Until next week, we have an awesome episode lined up, and we'll catch you next week. Cheers. Cheers.